I want you to do something for me real quick. A test of sorts. I want to see how quickly you can think. Now, don't worry. It's a simple test. I just want you to say the word white five times in a row. And I want you to say it quickly. Are you ready? Go. Oh, come on. I know you can do it faster and louder. Say white five times. Go. Now, tell me, what do cows drink? Did you say milk? Most people do. But cows drink water, not milk. So why is it that whenever I have performed this test, the vast majority of people think and say milk, when clearly that is not what cows drink? The answer will surprise you. Welcome to Thinker's Manifesto, a podcast series that will help you think better. My name is Sean Jackson, and over the next few episodes, I will be your guide on a journey to understanding how and why we think in the ways we do. My goal is to provide you with a process that will help you develop better ideas, that will inspire you to be more creative and strategic, and that might even push you towards making better decisions all through having a better process for thinking. So let's get started. Episode 1. Why we suck at thinking. We started this episode with a simple test, one that I have given hundreds of times. And almost without fail, everyone answers the question of what cows drink the same way. They almost always say milk. But why? Let's start by dissecting the setup prior to the question. I first framed the entire exercise as a way to test your thinking. But this is not true. This is not a thinking test. It is a way for me to screen your susceptibility to being manipulated. If you had said, I don't want to be tested, then the test wouldn't have proceeded and I wouldn't have been able to manipulate you. But since you complied by participating, I knew that you were susceptible to suggestion. That is important, and I will explain later. The second part of the setup is to create a non-obvious frame of reference, or an anchor. Hence the command of asking you to say white five times in a row, quickly. Now the operative words in that command are the words white and quickly. I didn't want you to think too much about what you were doing. I just wanted you to do it very fast. And the reason for using the word white is because I wanted to limit your responses. Let me explain. If I had asked you to say the word black, your brain would immediately think of all the things that you use every day that are black. Given the popularity of the color, there are a lot of options. But how many things do you interact with frequently that are white? Probably not a lot. But one object that most people have interacted with at some point is milk. And for most people, when you think about the color white, milk comes to mind. And where does milk come from? Exactly. You're probably starting to understand how this trick works. And I use the word trick on purpose because this trick was designed to make you say something 
you know is not correct. And it worked. So why are we so susceptible to this type of manipulation? To find the answer to this question, we can look at how another type of trick works again and again. And it has actually created a multi-billion dollar industry that you are very familiar with. Advertising. An effective ad is one that creates an emotional connection with you. It makes you laugh or cry, smile or sigh. And this type of advertising has become weaponized. Everywhere you go, online, TV, or in print, you will find an ad that is trying to catch your attention and form an emotional bond with you. And it's not just ads. News and media outlets have historically sensationalized the news to elicit outrage or sympathy for whatever topic they believe their audience thinks is important. And by the way, this is not a recent phenomenon. In 1898, William Randolph Hearst used his media empire to incite America into the Spanish-American War using false claims and misleading stories that sensationalized news events in Cuba. The reason that advertising and sensational journalism works is based entirely on the way you process information. In 2011, Daniel Kahneman, a Nobel Prize winner in economics, published one of the most influential books in behavioral science. The title? Thinking Fast and Slow, which has sold more than 1.5 million copies worldwide. The book summarizes research that Kahneman conducted over three decades on how people make decisions. And what he found during his research has huge implications into understanding how we think. Kahneman describes our thinking process as divided into two systems. System one is our fast, emotional, automatic thinking process. This is the type of thinking we do when someone asks us to say white five times and then ask you what cows drink. It is the type of thinking that uses associations and metaphors to quickly create an answer. And this type of thinking comes from the amygdala in our brain, a part of the limbic system which is responsible for our emotions, memories, and overall instincts. Advertisers and the media love to agitate your amygdala by barraging you with messages designed to appeal to your System 1 style of thinking. Have you ever bought something because of how it made you feel? like your clothes or car or art? You can thank your System 1 thinking for that. In fact, most of the purchase decisions you have ever made in your life are based on advertising and messaging that is designed to activate that fast, emotional, unconscious thinking process that Kahneman describes as System 1. In contrast, we also think in slow, deliberate, and calculating ways are what he calls our System 2 style thinking. This is the type of thinking we use to make decisions that require a more analytical approach. If you've ever had to parallel park your car or focus your attention on giving a waiter a tip, you are using your System 2 thinking. In our brain, while the amygdala is responsible for our System 1 thinking, it is our prefrontal cortex and the frontal lobe that governs our planning and rule-learning activities, while also acting as a filter to our emotions. Our prefrontal cortex is also the last part of our brain to fully develop. 
If you've ever asked yourself why your young children act the way they do, it is due to the fact that their brain has not fully developed. I wish someone had told me that when I first had kids. Now, the importance of System 2 style thinking cannot be understated. The greatest advancements in our society have come from people using their System 2 thinking. System 2 thinking helps us process information better, increases our critical analysis of situations, and overall leads to better results through more informed and deliberate decision-making. But here's the thing about System 2 thinking. It is hard mental work. It takes time and a lot of effort. That is why most of the decisions we make use our System 1 thinking. It's faster and requires a lot less effort. You see, we only have so much mental energy, and that energy is divided between our System 1 and System 2 thinking. System 1 is fast. It invokes emotional feelings. It's less arduous. It can even be fun. So, of course, we want to use that more often. But System 2 thinking is crucial if you ever want to achieve anything meaningful in your life and not just be the manipulated pawn of advertisers and media who want you to make consequential decisions without thinking. The Thinker's Manifesto is a declaration of principles that will help guide you in becoming a better System 2 style thinker. It is based on the premise that our thinking is intentionally being manipulated to be reactive to our environment. And it seeks to address this by defining a set of practices and processes that enhance the System 2 style thinking that Kahneman defined. In turn, it will help you to make more meaningful decisions by having a process that will lead you to being a better thinker. In the next episode of The Thinker's Manifesto, we explore how to handle our emotional state of mind when presented with situations that require us to make difficult decisions or have substantial impact on our lives. I will share with you stories about the Navy SEALs and civil rights workers and how they manage their emotional thinking in dire situations. I hope you will listen in. Oh, and one more thing. Yes, this podcast is intentionally designed to manipulate you. I'm using auditory cues and sharing stories that are specifically designed to elicit an emotional connection. Heck, I even started this episode with a trick that relied on your system one thinking to make you act. So why am I telling you this? Simple. Because part of being a better thinker is recognizing and appreciating that we are all susceptible to being manipulated into using our system one level thinking. And through this knowledge and appreciating its power, we can recognize it in the future and avoid making those fast, impetuous decisions when we should be thinking at a higher level. You've heard the saying, the truth shall make you free. I hope you will find your truth and the freedom that comes with it from being a better thinker. Thanks for listening to Thinker's Manifesto. To learn more and connect with the show, visit thinkersmanifesto.com. If you have any comments, questions, or thoughts about the show, I invite you to email me directly. My email address is sean at thinkersmanifesto.com. And if you are enjoying the show, 
please consider providing a rating or review wherever you happen to be listening so others will know what to expect. Thank you.